Good morning, Cozy Zone friends. Ben Weber here. Thank you so much for downloading episode 10 of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber. This episode features Janice Acevedo, and she invites me to uh, the Belfry, which is her favorite bar in New York City, and we have an amazing conversation. Uh, Janice is my coworker. Um, she's the first co-worker to be featured on Cozy Zone. Uh, the first of many, I hope. So get ready, co-workers. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for the cozy. Um, I'm, I'm recording this intro actually on my walk to the train to work, uh, oddly enough. Uh, I guess uh, it resonates with the upcoming episode. Um, it's a beautiful day. It's supposed to be 90. I'm wearing a, a t-shirt this is incredible. It's been a long winter. Uh, thinking about the shift of coziness coming, uh, sort of that, that cold winter coziness to the, the relaxing coziness of, of warmer weather. Uh, I'm excited to follow that evolution. Um, this episode is, is exciting, too, because uh, it, it features a little experiment Janice and I did. Um, certainly her cozy zone is the Belfry, but... Uh, she also loves Washington Square Park, and so I invited her to join me uh, in the park to collect several sounds that give give the flavor of New York City. She talks a lot about the sounds of the city, a lot of those sounds being present in Washington Square Park, and so we, we collected a whole bunch of sounds. Um, I wonder if you can hear the fountain, a busker, a harmonica player, uh, a, a group of friends chatting, a playground a dog park, and, of course, the ambient noise of some police surveillance helicopters as they uh, watch the people as they gather for May Day. We went to Washington Square Park on a dreary May Day. Um, and so, uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the little soundscape we put together. Uh, after the soundscape, we're going to go right into the episode. Uh, so, enjoy. Uh, yeah, I'm around in the corner now. Almost to that Q train. Um, Listen, thank you for liking the Cozy Zone Foundation on Facebook. Please continue to do so. Write me an email, ben at smashtype.com, at Cozy Zones on Twitter, at Ben Weber Projects on Instagram. Uh, I love hearing from you. Thank you to those of you who have written. Uh, If you haven't, let me know what you're thinking. Let me know... uh, Let me know anything that's on your mind. Uh, Without further ado, please enjoy Janice's Soundscape and Episode 10, Janice Acevedo at The Belfry.
sucks. I agree. Um, see my future husband written there. My future husband's uptown. Uh, today I'm grateful for beautiful weather and a great day with great friends. Some positive stuff. Janice, on a scale from one to cozy, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty cozy. Pretty cozy? Yeah. On a scale. On a scale. Like one. One to cozy. I don't know what the absolute opposite of cozy is. I, 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 in my mind, it was crazy or crunchy. Crunchy is like, a good one. Cr- I think. Ugh, but just like, slimy, like, like slimy. Yeah, that's oh not a god, comfortable that's feeling. horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> I would say slimy to cozy. Definitely not slimy. Great. Um, I was on Thursday. Oh God. Uh, no, I, I think I'm cozy. You're co- you're you're I'm all cozy. the way cozy. Oh, yeah. Oh my it's God. It's been a great weekend. It's not rained once. No. In this whole weekend. Yeah, it's so nice. I'm I'm totally chill right now. We're listening to some great tunes. Jenny's, can you tell us a little about where we are right now? We are at the Belfry, the bar, the Belfry. Um, it's on 14th Street in between, where are we, 2nd and 1st, I think? Yeah. Um, and it is my favorite bar in the city. I've been coming here for like two years now. So just oh. on the regular. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have there been bars before the Belfry? There, no bar that I wanted to go back to. I think I was bar hopping until I met the Belfry. <laughs> yeah. I want, what would a bar like ceremony be like a bar marriage or a bar like love love ritual of bar, some kind love ritual of some kind it's I got I imagine it like cheers like whenever you walk in everyone just kind of uh, opens their arms out to you uh, and says hello you had your birthday party here I did. twice I've had two birthday parties here That's although huge. the first one was a surprise party right so I, I see I had nothing to do with that one and yeah. and then 
before that surprise party, you had decided it was your favorite bar. Yeah. What like what elements make it thus? Well, when um, when I first came in here many moons ago, um, it was the, just the decor. It's got exposed brick. Mm-hmm. It's got the the mason jars because you know hipsters and. I love the music. It always plays amazing music. I'm loving the music now. We, it's like some lovely oldies, grooving oldies. Yeah. And when more y- people come in, they, they definitely put on a little bit more top 40s. Uh, but This is just right for now, us, just, some oldies, just for us right oh, now. Oh, yeah, I'm happy. Um, but that kind of stuff really hooked me. And then just the bartenders are amazing they're always they remembered me and Terrence the second time we came back and they always take care of us you kind of you like that that is so they're they're like family yeah it's so nice it is what are who are your favorite bartenders here do you know their names um I know James and Nate those are my two shout out to James and Nate they're my favorites um our old favorite was Tim and he moved to DC to be with his lady oh um, which, you know, you can't fault him for, no. but I miss him very much. Um, but James and Nate are always like, immediately, as soon as we come in, they come over, what do you guys need? And yeah, they take care of us throughout the night. And what are you drinking today, James? I am drinking a vanilla porter. Mm. Who's, who's doing it? Who, by, uh, let's see, oh, looking God, at, the, at the board over there. It's hard to see, but the board is made, it's this lovely wooden thing with these like old-timey signs um, in like it's been branded. Yeah, on. yeah, like a Wild West beer list. It's um, great. It's really good, yeah. And there are candles all up everywhere. It's what it's like, uh, it's 5.30 in the afternoon, but it's pretty dark here. It is. It, it, to me, it sort of feels like a ship. There's like a ship like the feeling. bottom of a ship. Yeah, like the galley of a ship. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking over here. They, they have a lot of picklebacks. They do. I have, I have a pickleback story that I'm going to share with you. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, up above that, there's like all of these red books. They're, they're like sort of these red or, or earthy colors. I can't see any of the title. Book, Brookland is one that I, I see. Brookland is the only one I can sort of see. I mean, and the red is obviously like it's that pop of color that yeah, they want. Yeah. But I wonder if there are actually good books up there. Yeah, I, I bet there are. And so, and on the wall, are these real? Are these living flowers? Or are these fake? Flowers? I don't think so. I I, I, I would be wanna... surprised yeah. if it was. Yeah, that's a lot. And they do they change their decor for the whatever holidays. So yeah. they finally taken down the you know the red flowers for Christmas. Yeah, there is a bit of like. Christmas feel in here. It sort of feels like there's also like a German sort of beer hall kind of feel happening. A bit. Yeah. A bit. I feel like it's, I always feel it's a little bit more English. Right. The Belfry. Yeah. Right. It's, it's kind of like you expect Edgar Allan Poe to hang out and yeah. write his book. Yeah. It, just of how it's lit, too. And I see there's like a slowly turning disco ball. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit, right? No. It's just there no and right and there's next to these like these amazing light fixtures these giant glowing light fixtures that are yeah very much like you'd think they'd be in like a british cathedral or something like that yeah and there's one just outside too oh yeah yeah i see it and i think that was the thing that caught my eye when i was just walking around with terrence one night i said what is this place so it's a very effective light fixture yeah um Oh, this is nice. And I'm also, I'm looking, I'm thinking about the bathroom because we are, you know, we're drinking and we yeah. probably will 
need to do Use that the bathroom at a some couple point. times. Yeah, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's this unbelievable, like red tunnel-looking thing. It's very. I'm I'm very excited to, <laughs> to explore. Yeah. In the men's bathroom, you guys get spoiled. You have like stalls and stuff. The oh. women's bathroom does not. Well, that's usually the it's inverse. Usually the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a couple of urinals, I guess. In the women's room. In the men's room. Oh. So there are a couple of options for you guys. Oh, and for the women, it's just you have the one toilet. One toilet. Oh. And I know that because there were a couple of nights where I said, you know what? Are there any men in there? No. That's where I'm going. Oh, yeah. Just survival techniques. You got... What is the deal with ladies in the bathroom? It, it takes longer. Like, what is happening in there? It... Not that we use the bathroom. I mean, I guess in the in the bar setting on a Saturday night, the ladies are yeah. probably primping to make yeah. sure that they're not melting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no, <but> ladies. <laughs> But that's not all ladies. No. But, yeah, I think that's some of the things that happen. I've witnessed girls going in there together. So I imagine that there's like a, they end up talking and kind of lose track of time. Yeah. If you're a little on the wasted side of life. Yeah. But, uh, and, but I, it's just like a, a systemic thing. It is. Like, I mean, I don't know. This isn't like a, a nece- we're not necessarily going to solve it. And I don't want to, you know, raise any eyebrows. But. There, it is al- there's always a longer line for the ladies. Yeah, and I actually read something about, th- you know, you look, go into the older theaters, yeah. and there are three stalls for women, so yeah. there's always a line of 50 during intermission. Right. And some of it was that they just didn't think it was appropriate for women to go outside. So it, it was kind of a way to... Go outside. To go outside and have a so- social life. Oh, and my God. So go to the theater. It, wasn't, it was more of a, a men's game so when they built the theater. Oh, my goodness. So it, was, it's, it has a lot to do with how the female body is appreciated and how females were appreciated. We, we have been talking a lot about the patriarchy on this the program. Patriarchy. I feel like a co- the Cozy Zone is a, is a relaxing place from which to dismantle the patriarchy. At least that's my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, what you're saying is pretty fascinating and just sort of pointing a finger at, like, even the architecture of our buildings uh, oppresses women. We are, we're not ready for, like, there need to be, yeah, there, probably in every theater or every public place that we see, there needs to be twice as many bathrooms. And just because, I mean, urinals are smaller and they like are. you, they don't take up as much space. It's it doesn't a, take as much time for guys to just do what they have to that's do. That's right. Like, yeah, just the way the anatomy works—you can just whip it out and then whip it back in. <laughs> you, you were you were making some. I was watching you form those thoughts yeah, with, with some amazing gestures. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, yeah, whip it out is a this is gonna be rough. whip it out. That's a horrible like. That is, a, that is a very unsexy way to, oh, like, yeah. introduce your genitals into a situation. Like, ah, gentlemen, a gentleman whips it out. Like, right. there's no other way to, like, there's not a lot of, like, like artful ways to say, uh, expose your penis. No, but not in a, in a bathroom setting. Are you trying? You're not trying no. to be. So no, no, it no. makes no. sense. But I'm just saying, even in general, like, mm-hmm. like I'm going to take, I guess, take my pants off. I'm just trying to think of, like... No, there, there. Are, I, I feel work. like again. I don't know if this is patriarchy or speaking to like how language, uh, you know, has 
come to oppress women. Mm-hmm. But like the like as a woman, like a woman disrobes, uh, reveals right. herself. I guess you can a man can reveal himself. Um, I'm trying, it, I wish it, I had read more romance novels. Thinking, it, oh, that's true. There, there yeah. are. There's a there's a limited number of. I don't know. There really aren't. Whips a, it out. Ugh. Whips it out is never horrible. Ever Let used me. to describe a sexual? No, it is <laughs> way an unsexy. No. Um, but that's. I mean, which is fine. It's yeah. straight and to the point. Yeah. I. I. It's an action step for me. This is. I'm putting this on my to-do list. Is to think about, like, a, a way to. Uh, may bring a little poetry to that act, right? To 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 introduce male genitalia. Th- there's something I've been thinking about a lot mm. uh, in terms of like masculinity, sort of like uh, embodying a, a masculine way of being. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily contain a lot of grace. Like I think to be a man is it's is not, not grace. graceful. No, and that makes me very sad. Yeah, and. I think something that I am thinking about is like, how can you bring a bit of grace to masculinity mm-hmm. and maybe that can help, uh, I don't yeah. know, I, fix things. It's rough. And I, like, I think about um, the old films, I think about Gene Kelly, who yeah. is a very graceful yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. But he's known for being masculine. Yeah. In his, That's a great, in his demeanor. Good, good example. Um, and him versus Fred Astaire, who is all... All grace. It, it's just it's interesting. And less and less man yeah, like you less don't think uh, of Fred manliness. Astaire as a threatening masculine man. Right. Right. He could have been. I didn't know him personally. I, I don't I don't know. Um but um Gene Kelly was known as being like a a jackass really. Oh. I think they were both perfectionists, but Gene Kelly and his masculineness was known for like making women cry for being for forcing them to get that dance step right. Oh God! And Fred Astaire was the person who rescued them. Oh! So it's like, very, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah, from Singing in the Rain with Debbie Reynolds. Oh. It was Debbie Reynolds that she was in the under a piano crying, and Fred Astaire helped walk her through the steps because she'd never danced before. Oh. So, well, poor, poor so Debbie. so maybe so Fred Astaire is helping to maybe. dismantle the patriarchy. He's one of the good guys. Hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, oh gosh, I had a question about. Uh, oh, I had a question about mason jars uh-huh. from the first moments, and you said because you know hipster. Yeah. I w- uh, so here's my question. So Janice, we work together. We do. Um, I'm so so grateful you're here on this podcast. Um, you are uh, you you make it cozy in our workplace. I just want to say Thank that. Thank you. And I think one of one of the big um, curiosities that I have about you is your is your experience as a native New Yorker. Mm. I personally have a lot of awe for native New Yorkers as someone who is new to the city. Well, good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm from Wisconsin and it took me a long time to sort of get my footing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, the the native New Yorkers that I do know are are very interesting and very tough and very cool. And I guess I wanted to get your perspective on hipsters sort of from, from that, from where you're sitting. What do you, what do you think about hipsters? Man, they're they're an interesting 
breed. I don't know what they're trying to be. I never know what hipsters are trying to be. Are they trying to be fancy lumberjacks? It just never made any sense to me. And I didn't... For me, the hipster represents gentrification in a weird kind of way. Yeah. So, not a fan if I see a, a troop of them starting to right. move in. It's a, oh, damn. Right. We're about to get priced out kind of feeling. And so... So making it, sort of making it a little more specific, like mm-hmm. do you, are there, like, there are people you see on the street, like what do you see, like what, what denotes a hipster for you? See the people with the, usually wearing plaid. Yeah. I'm wearing, Either, I'm wearing plaid right now. Right, you are. Not in a hipster kind of way. I feel oh, like no? it's a flannel, um, usually like a bright I say bright plaid flannel. Calling attention to itself. Calling attention. My, I have a drab plaid on. A drab, you do have a drab yeah. plaid. Um, there is like that desire to kind of stand out. Like they'll they'll grow the beard. Yep. They'll wear the thick rimmed yep. glasses that are too big for their face, yep. or they might look like they haven't washed. Yep. And I, I don't know exactly what they're rebelling against. Right. Yeah. Um, I I have that question too. But I also I also ask just so you know, like I lived in Williamsburg, like I I you know, I have a funny backpack that stands out. Like I don't I, I like your backpack. Thank you. I don't identify as a hipster, but I think that if you sort of, you know, listed some traits, like some personality yeah. traits or like truths about my life, mm. it may look a look a bit hipster. And I mean it could if you look at my life too, could you know, say, oh, maybe she's a hipster. Just my love of old things. Oh, yeah, because you have a nerd. You have sort of have a nerd quality about you, a very I, I do accomplished nerd. nerd side. Yes. Um, it's a fully realized nerd side. Hmm. Um, or a place like this could easily be. It's the exposed brick. It's the, the steel pipe um, that they're using as a thing to hold their olives and orange slices. That kind of stuff is oh, yeah. hipstery. Would you say there are there are hipsters among us at this bar right now? Mm, no, there are yeah. only like six people among us right yeah. now. I would also say they are not hipsters. No. <clears throat> I don't know how many hang out in this particular area. That I think if we went a little bit further south, we sure. would get more. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it is there. It is. It signals. It it signals like a young energy of mm-hmm. our generation. Like right. I think there is there is there is a, a privileging of like DIY or um, artisanal experiences. Oh yeah, everything um, has to be handcrafted, bespoke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, you mentioned something about gentrification, mm-hmm. and do you? I mean, do you feel like people are coming into your house and messing things up? Sometimes, yes. Okay. Like, um, if I go to Harlem, I feel like people are messing things up. Yeah, I think, or not even just Harlem. Whenever I hear that a, a bar that's been open for 108 years is mm. closing because rent costs went up, yeah. Um, or what, well, I'm trying to remember the name of the art store that you like to go oh, to. Pearl Dan, Paint. Pearl, yeah. Pearl Paint. Oh, God. How they clo- things like that. And yeah. that's because of 
they're like, we can get more money for this. Yeah. And they, they don't care anymore. Yeah. That always, I'm very protective of yeah. Cat's Deli. I'm very protective oh, of Cat's yeah. Deli. I don't know what's going to happen. What I actually haven't heard about Cat's Deli. What's going on? Cat's Deli, uh, they're, they're fine. They're where they are where they are, but they're one of the oldest establishments in New York City. Yeah. And they make a damn good pastrami sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's just a lot of history there, especially in that part of the city. Um, and they could easily get priced out. Right. And whenever you hear about a place like that closing down, you get protective of them. But really, it's somebody that has to step in and say, no, I'll take care. I'll cover the cost of the rent or right. something, which I can't do no. on, my, um, no. on my salary. <laughs> so it's just kind of that set. I'm like very protective of that particular spot. And other little spots that I hear about yeah. that close down. So, yeah, I do get a little upset. And it's it's probably not the hipster's fault that this... No. Gen- but, but I don't want to blame the hipsters. No, but there is this... For me, for me, where I get frustrated is, you know, going to Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived there for a few years, um, and I always tried to position myself as like, oh, I'm just doing this like as an outsider, but certainly right. I wasn't an outsider, like I was part of the influx. But there is this this aloofness, this sort of self-consciousness, this, this uh, willful uh, practice of like looking down or looking the other way mm-hmm. or not, like not, like willfully not thinking critically about what like what energy you're putting into the world right and like if you're like in your head enough if you're like you know uh, scrunched up enough if you're wearing enough layers of like weird plaid and flannel and (laughs) you know and like how many of it came from the buffalo exchange yeah super tight jeans like then you don't need to face the world around you like i like the, the thing is like i i personally always love to make eye contact with people engage with people like right. hey like look at this crazy city like we're all just all smushed in here together yeah and it i would often found that the inhabitants of my neighborhood would never acknowledge my humanity like i couldn't mm-hmm. see my own humanity reflected back in the people who were walking down the street no i think some of it is um I think that's something a lot of people say actually when they come into New York City. Like everyone looks down all the time yeah. and they don't make eye contact. And some of it is a defense mechanism. I think Certainly. all, all oh, of, of it really is yeah. a defense all, mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, that's why I look down. I, and I think one of the reasons why I'm on the cozier sides of, side of things today <laughs> is that I looked up all of yesterday. Ah. Um, and I, I don't know why I made that decision to look up. And I was walking around Union Square. And there was a market out and just seeing the flowers and the kids and the dogs and just seeing the nice parts of my city and looking up. But you got to look down sometimes because you make eye contact with that one creepy bum and yeah. they just kind of hook on to you. My so, neighborhood is covered in dog shit. So uh-huh. if I don't look down, <laughs> tracking it, tracking it's it everywhere. It's a survival it's technique. Awful. Yeah. Um, I loved the pictures of the daffodils that you posted. I saw. It was so beautiful. I saw it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheers to you. Ah, cheers to you. Cheers. Uh, I'm drinking a, a pickleback. You are a spicy pickleback. Spicy yes. pickleback. Mm-hmm. Took a sip of my house bourbon. I'm gonna have a sip of my spicy brine. You're being so dainty. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's very good. 
Do you want to hear my pickleback story? I do, very much. So this is a story about uh, young love. Oh. Um, so And about Williamsburg. So, uh, okay. so the first time I encountered a pickleback uh, was at this bu- at uh, Bushwick Country Club, okay. which is a bar on Grand Street okay. in Williamsburg and in, in Bushwick, uh, like Grand between Lorimer and uh, you know. I couldn't even begin to tell you. Anyway, it's, it's, there it is, <laughs> Bushwick Country Club, mm-hmm. and I was crushing on a girl okay. named Becca, and. Um, she like I like we were sort of flirting. I was like I I saw her on the street. Like I just come back from Burning Man. Mm-hmm. I like was having an existential, a young man's existential crisis. I must have been about twenty three mm-hmm. years old, uh, and I was working at Brooklyn Academy of Music. I wanted a change. Like I saw all the freaks at Burning Man, and I was like, I can't sit behind an office. I need to like go and like find my art and find my freak flag and fly it. And um, so I I saw Becca on the street. This Mm -hmm. was, this is the first time I saw her. And I I was like, this girl, I'm going to like, I'm going to go after her until she like goes out with me. Freak flag flying and all. Freak flag flying and all. Um, And she, I guess, was seeing another guy at the time. He was in Argentina. Um, But, like, I didn't care or I didn't know or, like, I didn't want to know. And so I was just sort of after her and, like, she told me about this. And, like, she she sort of expressed this to me and I was feeling dejected one night. But then she texted me and said, hey, we're going to Bushwick Country Club. Do you want to come with her and her friends? And, like, I'd already known she has another guy. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. So I went and uh, we ordered picklebacks. And so that was the that that drink represents this night where we made out for the first time. Uh, I will always think of of picklebacks and 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 Becca and, Becca mm-hmm. and Bushwick Country Club. Um, it sounds th- like it was a fond memory. It's least. a fond it memory. A, no, that's no. good. Yeah, it's a love. Um, you know, we we uh, we ended thing uh, maybe on not the best terms. I haven't spoken mm. to her in a while, but you know, you can't you can't flush out. Love no. memories. And it's all for a reason, ultimately. Right. You, know, you learn something, you grow from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much pickle brine. She loved pickle brine so much. I never had a pickleback before coming here. I had actually, I was taking, um, studying to be a mixologist. Ah. I was taking my certification. And I had a teacher that, like, maybe a week or so before I discovered this place who said all right so this is what picklebacks are he describes it as the worst thing ever if anybody ever tells you to drink it say no so of course i come here and i see picklebacks and the first thing i do is say i'm gonna try that (laughs) yeah it's delicious and i did it was great i was like this guy probably i've had one really awful pickleback from somewhere else i'll never stray again i mean Um, what was so bad about it they wherever i went it was a barbecue place and I, th- I feel like this place, they get their pickle brine from a very reputable source. <laughs> um, and this place probably just drained the pickles out of the dill pickle jar from Walmart, wherever okay. they got their pickles. I see. So the, the pickle brine was thin. There was no flavor. I see. Okay. It was 
disappointing. It was disappointing, but it wasn't like, bow, bow. You know, oh, it was no, just it was like awful. lightly. It was off. It was it awful. W- it was an awful pickleback. Oh, God. Okay. It was like salt water, oh. which is just not something you should no. drink with your alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good chaser. Oh, this, this spicy brine is fabulous. It is. Is and one of my favorite. Yeah, things. the interaction between like the sort of sweet bourbon and the spicy, nice spicy and the kick. salty. It's lovely. Got to be careful if they give it to you at the end of the jar, though, because that's where all the pepper is. Well, and yeah, it'll hurt. It, well, <laughs> it's sweet, sweet pain. In a good, way. good, yeah. good pain. Um. So, Janice, you, I have, I have so many questions. Okay. I'll start with this one. So, are. As a new native New Yorker, like mm-hmm. what what do you like? How has that transformed you? And like, how does that do you feel that it makes you different than people who make their pilgrimage here to you know seek fame and fortune? Yeah, I think it does because just I feel like the people that come into New York to make their fame and fortune have no idea of how freaking big this place is yeah um or just how rough it can be yeah um and as somebody who grew up here i i know this this kind of stuff yeah this is just what i know which is probably why i get annoyed when people complain about the city it's well this is where you move to what do you expect and i have to change my thinking to just like well they don't know i have to explain it to them (laughs) How did your like? How did your parents prepare you to deal with the awfulness of New York? I don't think they did. I don't think they had to, though. I think um, I went to my elementary school ten blocks away, my junior high school twenty blocks away, and then high school came into Manhattan. And my mother, you know, a week before school, every morning showed me how to get to to and from so she made sure I knew how to get there yeah and then seven days later September 11th happened oh my god so it was a moment that definitely shaped me because she sat me down on September 12th and said um if you want we can transfer you to Bayside High School which is in Queens yeah and you live and I live in Queens in Queens yeah um and I said I don't, I don't want to do that. Not that Bayside isn't a fine high school, but ultimately what I wanted to do was perform, and that was the school that was going to help me learn my art. Yeah. And I had already made it to and from school that day, so if I handled that, I can I can take care of the rest. And that was a, an awful day. Yeah. What, so, what was it like for you that day? Oh, it was not good. Um, it was... It was bizarre because they they mentioned that the towers were hit, but we didn't. It's not like we had TVs. We definitely didn't have smartphones. Right. So nowadays, if that happened, I would turn on my phone. Sure. I would, you know, go on Facebook. Um, but it was just a we don't know what's happening kind of feeling. Um, nobody was crying because nobody really knew what happened yet. Um, and the next period I went to the dean's office I was helping out during my lunch period at the dean's office and I just went right after and helped them throughout the day because parents started to come in Yeah. so I spent the entire day um, hoping that one of my family members would come in to take me home that never happened oh god and not being able to get through because the phones were jammed which really only happens on New Year's Eve god um, 
so I couldn't get through to any family members to see if anybody could pick me up or know if my dad was okay because my dad is a cop. Yeah. Um, and going through all those feelings, but just kind of pushing them down and focusing on, okay, this person's on the eighth floor. Her parent, her mother's here. I need to go upstairs and go to that classroom and come back down and bring the kid to the mother. So and that you, was what I did. All, you were all day. protecting yourself through work, like I, you were throwing yes. yourself into this work. Mm-hmm. What, like, what was your dad's day? That could not have been a. a pleasant day for him. I no. think three days after was worse, but he was at the courts, so he was on Long Island. Okay. Because some beautiful jackass wanted to question the um, the speeding ticket that my dad gave him. Which is fine, because yeah. my dad was on the one is at 108 Precinct, which is in Long Island City, uh-huh. so if he had been working at the precinct that day, he would have been one of the first police officers over there. Jesus. So... It was a him hearing about the first tower, still in court. The second tower, he went to the judge and said, I have to go. And the judge said, go. Um, so he was on the 59th Street Bridge helping people over oh my God. to the other side. Um, and he was looking for me to see if I, I knew nothing about how to navigate the city. So Janice today would have definitely left school and walked across the 59th Street Bridge. Right. Um, but Janice in 2001, no. Was I he, home. he He was trying to find, did he, did he think you were going to come across on he, the 59th Street he Bridge? He probably was like, just in case, because you know, she knows where my precinct is, maybe I would oh cross God. that way. So, um, oh my yeah. God. So he was helping like probably thousands about, of tens of thousands yeah. of people, hundreds of thousands of people across, across the bridge, bridge looking for his daughter. At the same time. Oh, my God. And my mother in Garden City was freaking out. And my dad had to say, you have to calm down. She's not the type of person to cut school. It's right. only, only seven days in. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. Um, she's definitely not down there. Oh, God. But no. it was a lot of... That's true. So what, you could have been playing hooky uh, Yeah, in, I think like, that was Wall my Street? mom's worst case oh scenario God. that I would, you know, go to Chinatown to buy shoes for one dollar but that wasn't her thinking my daughter does this all the time that was her thinking what if she decides to do it this one time and that was that was their day and my day was just once I finally got home um, I was okay until I watched the news and this was before they had um, started censoring uh, the videos more Um, And they showed the guy falling from, and it freaked me out. Even thinking about him getting a little shaky, but seeing that freaked me out. And I like ran into the living room and started crying. So just keeping it down there for the whole day was my September 11th, which shapes you as a person. Absolutely. So, yeah. I I was in Wisconsin for September 11th. Mm -hmm. And so, you know my story is just sort of this afar but I guess I would love to hear what that was like for you though as somebody in a totally different place well you know so I'm in English class Mm -hmm. you hear like oh a plane like hit the the like World Trade Center tower and you're like oh my god like what does that mean like a little propeller plane like you don't know what it means it's probably similar you know yeah and then I had like study hall that day and they had the TVs on Mm. um and so basically we were just sort of watching the carnage 
yeah. on TV and study hall and like just sort of disbelief. You know, there's one tall building in Milwaukee. Okay. And so like I was like, oh, my God, are they going to like hit that building? You know, right. which is, you know, now it's just a crazy thing. I was I was um, I just uh, bid farewell to my uh, high school sweetheart who was at oh. Vassar. Uh, mm-hmm. In Poughkeepsie, New York, and I also thought that, like, maybe, you know, because she was in New York, like, she was directly affected, too, and so right. I called her, and she was fine, um, but had a lot of feelings about it. Yeah, I mean, we were all just sort of, like, agog at what was going on and mm-hmm. didn't know what to think, and, you yeah. know, I didn't have the sort of critical thinking skills at the time to sort of you know, look at all the fear mongering and, you know, obviously like there was just so much, I mean, there was just so much raw emotion that I, I mean, obviously like, you know, you're not gonna say like, Oh, what, like, what does this mean? Like what, like, what is, you know, how is this going to be spun politically? But no, but, um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I like remember just feeling generally sad. And then Mm -hmm. when I came to New York for the first time, it was right after, uh, like it might have been March 2000, uh, Two? 2002 mm-hmm. and there was like a little gallery uh, downtown sort of near the crater with all of these large print photographs of exactly what you're mentioning like these jumpers yeah. and like that was like I think that was the moment where you know sort of like right next to the crater looked at the gallery and it was like my god this was such a what a day yeah. <laughs> this must have been and God, in March, that probably, it still looked like hell. I oh, thought. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was crazy. I I have not purposely been down there since. Wow. So, and I say purposely because one day I, I, I had time to kill. Um, so I hopped on a bus. I do that sometimes. I just hop on the bus and sure. you can just see the city. It's yeah. a really great way to see the city. <laughs> it's a great tip. Um, and it's native cheaper. New Yorker, native <laughs> New Yorker. Hop on the bus, it's not the big bus, tour bus. No. not the big bus. Spend two fifty and take the bus from uptown to downtown. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with a little aside just to throw yeah. some shade on all those buses I near our those near cars. our office. My yeah. that is like I hate it so much. I I want I want them to know that like I am a local. <laughs> Like I need to like that that every time I see it, it's like don't you know I work don't you know my face I work here like stop asking me to go to Woodbury Commons I just get offended because I'm like do I look like I need a fucking tour no. of this city no <laughs> every time I just want to say that to them Ugh. but so I get what you're saying so you hopped on a bus I hopped on a bus and I was looking to my right um, and I saw a bunch of people taking pictures and this was. I was still I was working at the public, so this wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "What are they taking pictures of?" And I looked to my left, and I realized there was nothing there. And I was like, "Oh, this is where I am right now." Yeah. And it kind of took my breath away, and I like immediately <laughs> turned back to my right, where I couldn't see anything. Um, but it's just it, I'm not ready to go back there yet. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm yeah, curious about the museum. I'm a little curious about the museum. I'm also terrified about the museum. Yeah. I just don't know how emotionally I would handle myself in that space. Yeah. I hear it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I have, I am lucky to have a lot of distance from the events, you mm-hmm. know, the physical and, you know, I just wasn't there. And yeah. 
I don't know. There's um, I don't know. There's a bit of like in authenticity that I'm grappling with. That like I I wasn't in New York for the day. Thus, I don't have this sort of. Uh, I, I I don't have this shared experience. I don't have access. Like I don't have the same credentials as like a lot of other people in New York. And I actually would argue that because over two thousand people died that right. day. Right. So and not just here, um, down in Pennsylvania. Right. So right. And in Washington. And in Washington D.C. And it's you know everyone was affected through six degrees of separation sure. in some way. Sure. Um, whether it was like your your high school sweetheart, you were worried, worried about yeah, her. Yeah. So you have that effect. Yeah. So I mean, it, sure. I mean, it affected the whole it nation. It, have, it affected the entire world. Yeah. You know, it is a big. It was a big gesture. Mm-hmm. It's a big. That's a good way to put it. It was a big, uh, big gesture. It, it was funny. Like I, one of the most mind blowing things that I had ever heard. Um, like sort of one, I don't know, like a very interesting lesson that I received in my schooling. I was studying abroad in France and like we, we were taught all of our classes completely in French and there was a a guy who came in and taught this in French. I, I don't remember the French, but basically he was saying that, um, you know, that the attack on the World Trade Center was, it is like, it was a religious attack because he was, he, he posited that our country was built on the Puritan work ethic that like in Christianity, like sort of the way that we work hard, the the American dream is situated in this Christian puritanical uh, sort of commitment to work. Right. And so that not, it wasn't like a financial necessarily like the, the symbolism wasn't necessarily even a financial target, Mm -hmm. but it was like a religious spiritual target. Kind of like Jesus tearing down the temple kind of. Yeah. Which was fascinating. I was that like, is Whoa. very fascinating. That was a ve- that's like a really interesting way. And he, you know, he's a French guy, so he yeah. has some distance. Like he's, you know, he can say some crazy shit that, like, um, like no American professor would like ever. Like they just don't have the same distance to it. Right. Like there's a there's a preciousness to it that you know that you wouldn't sort of say like, oh, let's like rap about this. And he, this was in 2005, so mm-hmm. there's you know not that much distance no. in between it a bit, but not that much. Yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. That is a fascinating way to look at it. Yeah, I'm I, not against it either. I think that's yeah. just an interesting way to look at the events. And like, and just thinking about it, like, this isn't the the greatest way to say it, but like, it was a, like a truly a poetic act. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the it, and it was like it it was centered at like our hearts and minds. Oh yeah. You know, mo- you know, two thousand people is a lot of people to die, but like. You know, thinking about world wars, thinking about other conflicts, thinking about, you know, the bombs that we've dropped. Like, it's, it's right. a far lower body count. But, like, the sort of the piercing the armor, like, sort of taking us down a notch. Which is, I think, really what they were trying to do. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys aren't. I think as Americans, we feel like we're were totally protected or at least we felt that yeah, way in, in invincible, the year absolutely sure um, people in England did not feel that way if you go through England now you see like shell marks from World War II right right so it was like yeah they had to say oh yeah you, you can actually get attacked yeah um, let's show you shall we yeah oof and it's 
it's terrifying. And even though we say we said, I remember, you know, we won't let fear win, and what, yeah. we now can only carry like three ounces worth of fluid oh on God. our oh, our air bags. Travel and is, oh, is the I worst. hate air travel. It's now. The worst. I have to keep my arms and legs spread while while I'm frisked to see if I have wires. I mean, that's not fear. Totally won. Yeah. They just let it seep in. Uh, bit by bit over the course of yeah. 11 years God. or now we're at 13 years yeah uh, the years are blending yeah together. 13 gonna be 14 yeah yeah in September so jeez it's it sucks it sucks and you know it like I I don't ha- I don't have a lot of like facts about ISIS neither do I um just like sort of what uh, my scholar friends tell me mm-hmm. and and just thinking about like you know not that it's excusable but like ISIS is is a sort of a reaction to global racism and oppression mm-hmm. you know it's a reaction to disenfranchised young Muslim men yeah. in Europe I think at least this is what she tells me in which I, I you know I'm just disclaiming that I don't that you aren't an expert. I'm not an expert, and I haven't done my reading and research. And I'm going to stay pretty quiet, because I know probably even less than you yeah. about about ISIS. But just to offer that ISIS, you know, th- there is, like, when people are oppressed, mm. they get angry and right. act out and are violent. And, you know, I'm not saying that, like, the United States, that the, the sort of the Western world, that, like, Western capitalist imperialism... Uh, I guess I am saying that I think it's their fault. Like, it's like, it's our, like, I don't know. Like, you know, we, the systems in place radicalize people. Like, oppression radicalizes people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it excuses their violence, but like, you know, it just makes me think about, like, in grad school, I I did applied theater grad school, and when Mm -hmm. you facilitate a session and people aren't getting it, it is your fault. It's not that they don't, like, they, like, you need to help people succeed. You need to give them the tools to express themselves. Because if you had a a tool to express yourself in another way, aside from violence, then you wouldn't be violent. But it is the project of Western imperialism to (laughs) oppress it, others it's definitely uh, like one of their the, goals. the other you know and to to make them less than mm-hmm. and you know like it, it makes sense like it, it i'm not saying i support it but like if i have been you know treated like shit my entire life if i've been less than if i've been a second class citizen my entire life and there is a a way to channel my anger mm-hmm. i'm going to follow it right I'm not exactly sure what the action steps to solve ISIS and the radical uh, factions among us. Cozy zone. Cozy zone. But yeah, maybe, maybe uh, like, you know, humanization, talking it through. I don't know. I I guess. Usually I find talking is an amazing thing. Yeah. And it's, and as important as talking is listening is even more important. Because if you're talking, I've witnessed... Um, people in my life talking to each other at the exact same time very loudly mm. and they have stayed in the same place there for, for years 
And it's because they haven't. I'm going to stay very vague about who I'm talking well, st- about. Say more. Say more. What you mean? Like literally talking at the same time. Like si- literally. literally talking simultaneously. Literally talking about the same thing. Like I hear this argument all the time oh. between these two people. Oh. And it's a if you kept your mouth shut while she was talking, and then you kept your mouth shut while she responded. You might learn something. I see. I see. <laughs> and you might be able to move forward with your lives. Hmm. But because you talk and she starts talking over you and you, and then you guys end up yelling at each other, you end up learning absolutely nothing. Hmm. And you end up staying in the same place and you just kind of eventually get tired and just let it bubble up again. Like... Um, one of the geysers that we have in, in Yellowstone <laughs> just keeps on. Our, our geyser, our, our good geysers. friend, the geysers in Yellowstone. Yeah, old, old faithful. <laughs> just keeps on popping without fail. I mean, you know, I I am a huge fan of listening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. You're a great listener, Thank actually. you, Janice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Because uh, Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in my experience, it takes a lot of strength and fortitude to listen like Mm -hmm. you know talking about being scared being insecure like that that inspires the need to like well I'm not going to let you talk so I'm just going to keep talking so you can't even get a word in edgewise right um oh gosh I'm trying yeah yeah, (laughs) oppressing I'm trying to remember where I heard it oh I don't remember where I heard it but people were talking about uh, maybe it was on a different podcast but uh, like why why there are a lot of Jewish comedians Ah, interesting. And, like, Jewish comedians talk a lot and Mm -hmm. and thinking about how Jews interface with God, like, uh, Mm -hmm. in, like, the Jewish scriptures, like, they don't really ever, like, come to a conclusion. They never know what God is. They're Mm -hmm. never done sort of talking about God and, like... uh, Oh, oh, right. So here's what it is. To, to, To say the name of God is to admit, like, spiritual defeat because there is no way that, um, like, you cannot encompass the concept of God with the word God. Mm. There's, like, no, like, that is, like, a a, a complete absurdity in the Jewish faith. Okay. And so if you don't stop talking, you will never, like, you will not have to admit that defeat. Like, so if you, like, don't, like, you know, so if you are very verbose, I, I'm, I'm not doing this very good justice. But basically, like, the point is, you know, if you never stop, if you never say, like, okay, this is the end of my thought, which is supposed to represent the idea of the infinite, you know, an omnipresent God, well, you, you don't have to admit spiritual defeat. Yeah. Why did I? Oh, right. Well, so that has to do with, like, verboseness as, as fear of... I don't know, being wrong or as it mm-hmm. being op- oppressive. I think, yeah, sometimes when people really start talking and they don't stop, sometimes it's that they've, <laughs> they're wrong. Yeah. It's either they're wrong or they've forgotten what they, they were talking about yeah. in the first place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm That's, I think, happened to everybody. Absolutely. You just start talking and then at a certain point you're like halfway through your thought, oh, crap, what was I talking about? <laughs> and you don't want to admit that so you keep yeah. on talking. It's awkward. It's horrible. I'm finding that there, uh, doing this podcast is, is making my ability to talk a lot more easeful. Mm. Like, I, I have noticed a change sort of in 
like my confidence of like speaking it has increased a lot and like to, like it's going good like I, I'm like wow yeah I'm really talking mm-hmm. I'm really talking today yeah <laughs> I'm um, interacting with people interacting with people and Which, uh, for a New Yorker not easy to not do. easy <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I don't know I, it's feeling just want to check in say it's feeling great Janice this yeah. is feeling great I'm feeling great too good um, and I've only had half a beer. Yeah, so, hey. I, I finished my my pickle bag. I'll, maybe I'll get something later, but maybe I'll take this opportunity to uh, bust out my my dollar pizza. Oh yeah, thank you right. so much. Uh, no problem. As I was full, coming, full disclosure, not the best pizza in New York. Well, City. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, let's. Where is the best pizza in New York City? I, you know, I'm to still a, looking to a native New Yorker. What What are some of the the, the good ones, Janice? This is for oh, my this father. Is a, this is a lot of pressure. I don't know. I Come really on. don't. It's it's mm. horrible to say. Like this pizza, I can say it tastes like cardboard. It's not very good. You know, it's um, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's going. It's doing the hitting the spot. No, it's the kind of pizza that you definitely take advantage of the hot pepper yeah. and the, the yeah. garlic and mm-hmm. oregano. But um, Joe's Pizza is just down the block. Mm. They're not. They're an inexpensive pizza, but mm-hmm. they're also tasty. Mm-hmm. Like they they do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking inexpensive pizza places, and I'm blanking on the name of another place that's on Ninth Avenue, not far away from where we work, um, on Forty Third. Not then, Patsy's, no. I don't think it's Patsy's, no. I'm not it's sure. a small joint. You look up, and the fan is like one of those old, looks like a crank fan, <laughs> um, and they make a really good pizza. But I'm not being helpful because I don't no, remember okay. the name of it. All right. Um. Defaras, I would recommend on Avenue J. Defaras. Defaras. All right. Mm-hmm. Defaras. There's an old Italian man who makes every pizza by hand. Oh, that's. There's like an hour and a half wait of for a pizza. Of course there is. <laughs> um, but like when it's done, he like cuts like fresh basil on it and just dumps olive oil all over it. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to give me that address. <laughs> you got it. It's yeah. it's fabulous. Um, yeah. So. I just I'm not very good at retaining the location, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll say I know I've had great pizza in New York City. Okay, I couldn't point you in the right direction if my life depended on it. Mm. Um, yeah, that also might be. May, um, this is a, a hypothesis, but because you're a native New Yorker, you don't have. There's not that urgency, right? My father, who doesn't live in New York, he but needs to know. He like has books and books. About where, you know, where the pizza that's good is going, where he's going to go. It's so he's an important expert. to do your research. If somebody says that they're coming to New York, they want to, you know, go someplace good for food, yeah. I will look up stuff. Yeah. And say, well, what do you like? And think and say, oh, I've heard great things about this. Mm-hmm. I've been to this place. I love giving out information like that. If I have time to research. <laughs> um, this food is so important. I got so mad today. I was in um, I was in a Dunkin' Donuts getting some iced tea, and there was a German tourist couple in front of me ordering. They're like, I guess I'll get a, a chocolate. Dip. Like, no, not here. Donut Plant is five blocks down. Oh no! Oh no! Five blocks down. Oh, Donut Plant's good. Oh, so Donut good. Plant versus Dough. That's a huge. That's a huge rivalry. And Dough was that we're at. Um, the yeah, at ca- City Kitchen. Yeah. You know what? Donut Plant has a coconut cream uh, donut mm. that makes my day mm-hmm. bright. Mm-hmm. So, 
until dough has a coconut cream donut, um, I think I'm gonna have to go with donut plant. You heard you heard it here first, friends. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. That's um yeah. I think I'm a donut plant person too, but w- dough is really Dough's blown great. up. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's it's a good donut and yeah. hell of a lot better than if you're a tourist, don't come to Dunkin' Donuts. Stay away from yeah. Dunkin' Donuts from McDonald's. I'm one hundred percent sure you're gonna get that food wherever you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm terrified by all the seven elevens that are creeping up. I don't know what happened. And that's a that's a, I'm protective of my city. You see a couple of mom and pop shops close down. Yeah, it becomes Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh, it's yeah, that's yeah, terrifying. They're the worst. Yeah, they're nice, like on the side of the you know highway. Yeah, like when, very useful. Yeah, when you, it's like three in the morning, you've yeah. been driving since yeah. noon, and you need a Slurpee to stay awake. Mm-hmm. I assume I've never driven it. So. Oh, wait, you drive? No. Yeah. I, I don't even have a, a permit. Yeah. I need, to, I need to change that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't drive. That's right. I wish I could say because, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I don't drive. But my brother drives. Ah. I, I <laughs> My younger brother drives. Um, but so I, tell, I us about, tell us about your younger brother. I, I am, that's a thing that I really love. I love hearing about the relationship between you and your younger brother. My baby brother, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Um, I say baby brother, but he's three years younger than me. Well, um, he was a baby once. He was a baby once. Um, he is, I think, awesome. Um, he is somebody who will pick up an instrument and learn it. Oh, oh like wow. I, I don't know how he does it. He always was just good at that kind of stuff. Um so I've always been able to sing, but he could like pick up a saxophone and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then oh just like figure it out. That's amazing. It, it's, it's amazing. And I've always been insanely jealous of him because of that. But he's like my, he's my buddy and he's a, he's a huge geek also. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you guys like to geek out together over? Oh, just about anything. We'll geek out about Star Wars any day. Oh, great. Um, we'll, we'll throw these little lines in, and we'll know where it's from, and my parents will be oblivious, and we'll, you know, just crack up. We'll have a great time. Mom and Dad are like, I don't know, they're talking higher, about movies. Just a little higher! <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's a great Lando. Thank you. Thank you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff. We'll Can you give us about. a line? Can you give us a Star Wars? A Star Wars line? Somebody get this walking carpet out of my life. Yes, it's a good one. That's it's a, a great Princess one. Leia one. Oh, I love very her. good. <laughs> Chewy. Chewy. Always. He can always, do an amazing Chewbacca always impression. Always so there. tall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do a Chewbacca impression. It's It's impossible. You want to try? No. Nope. A little bit? <laughs> no, I can't yes, do it. You got I, the begin- I, I end up sounding like a bee. That's okay. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> oh. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Um, Han Solo was like my sexual awakening. Yes. Good. good choice. Just a, he's a great man. He's the best. He, yeah. And then I saw Indiana Jones. I was like, wait, he's N- both? He's both. This is kind of amazing. Crystal Skulls. 
Uh, that aside, we'll forget that happened. But. Did he survive a nuclear explosion in a refrigerator? Is that is that was that that movie? Is it, was it? It's just like no. Yes, it was. It's like in the first like five minutes of the like movie. Yeah, it was just I, like I'm just gonna hang out in this refrigerator. I I blanked that movie out. I it's saw a, it in the a, theaters and then never watched. It's it very again. bad. It's a very bad movie. It's not good. I was so sad. I, it's a toss-up between the second Indiana Jones and that fourth one. Which one is worse? Wait a second. Oh, the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If you had, like, if you make something today, like, I don't know. You have so many more resources, so much more technology. Yeah, it's not even a technology thing because I mean, Star Wars didn't have a lot of technology. No, and it was it's super cool. Amazing. Super cool. Um, I'm of the. Are you of the mindset that George Lucas is an artist and he's allowed to do with his artwork what he wants? Or do you think he should have kept his Star Wars um, of the late 70s into 80s the way they were? Or do you think he's totally within his rights to oh, add? Are you talking about like special edition? Like yeah, with the like he's gotten rid of, like you can't find oh. the, um, the I think it's I think it's a loss. I think it's like yeah. I think it's really sad. I mean I'm a huge fan of like all of the like that that stationary uh, bantha. Yeah. Like that you know, that it's just like they, they added a moving bantha and he's just like who cares? Or no, it's not a bantha, it's like a it's, weird lizard guy. Um, in the in the in third the, one, when they're yeah. singing and they have the seat, why did you add the seat? Was it Yub necessary? Yub Ichawama? Please, yes. that's my favorite. Just Yub Yub <laughs> Ichawama. Yeah, that was like. I mean, it really. I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not. He can sure he can do what he wants, but like, he's gonna. It just it's not cool. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't it, like it. Okay, I'm. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but like, no, I. I mean, I really loved the old. You know the first versions. Yeah, they're very. They were very special to me. They're yeah, same. Sitting, my mother and father sat my brother and I down and said, "You need to watch this." I was maybe nine years old, maybe. That's awesome. And that means Jamie was six, maybe. I think it might have been younger than that. And they popped in that VHS, <laughs> and we started watching it. It was just the most bizarre, amazing thing ever. It hooked me. When did you want to become a performer? I was nine years old, and I was watching I Love Lucy. Okay, Lucy. It was Lucille Ball, hands nice. down. She was the coolest. I remember watching I Love Lucy at Nana's house, <laughs> and um, it just kind of like, I watched it every morning. It was on at 9 and 9.30 on Channel 5 on Fox, and... Um, I just one day said, wait, 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 wait. This is her job? She gets to do this? That's amazing. I want to do... That was my realization in that day. I t- told my mom, I, I want to be an actor. Oh, nice. And they, everyone said the same thing to me. They're like, you know, it's hard, right? It's not just... It's sure not it easy. Is. I'm like, I don't care. I, I really want to do that. I just want to throw chocolate down my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and call that a work day. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she's she was a comedic genius. And yeah. that aside, just such an, a brilliant woman. Yeah. She's a producer. Yeah. She like had her own company with her husband. I mean, and then looking back on it, you know, first mixed, 
couple on mm. TV, mm-hmm. her and Desi. Yeah. And they were really point. married. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, I didn't think about it until recently, like two years ago. I was like, wait, that wasn't being done. No. It just wasn't. Right. And they, and it was like uh, they slept in the same bed or something. There was some sort there of like sexual radicalization. Yeah, you know? that in, in, the, um, in the old days... <laughs> the couples were supposed to push their beds together the nights they wanted to make whoopee. Huh. And um, they had a scene where their beds were together. But there was still a rule that, you know, one had to be in the bed while the other one was standing up. Like, they couldn't both be in the bed at I the same see. time huh. without, like, sitting. They couldn't be laying right. down. Or like that, that improv weird. game. Yeah. <laughs> something really bizarre like that. Um she couldn't say the word pregnant when she was pregnant. She was the first pregnant woman on TV. She couldn't say the word pregnant. She could pregnant. not say the word pregnant. She couldn't. Wow. She could say, Lucy's having a baby. That is crazy. Why? Or Who cares? They care. They care. The, the America? care. Talking about women and how right. the, the goddamn Pat- patriarchy. Goddamn patriarchy. <laughs> God damn it. But she couldn't, say, um, she couldn't say pregnant. She had to say that she was with child or having a baby or um, the title of the episode's a word I embarrassingly can't pronounce. It begins with an E. E-N-C-I-A-T-E. I can't pronounce N-C-I-E-N. E-N-C-I-A-T-E. Lucy is en Oh, enceinte. Enceinte. Which is French. There we go. It's the French for enceinte. Huh. That was just a... Uh, that was an episode of what? Damn. It wasn't allowed. All right, so Lucy, Lucy Lucy's. inspired you. What a what a beautiful inspiration. Yeah. And so then, did you do like did you do acting classes, dance classes? I did not do dance classes. I wanted to be a ballerina first, and then I took a spin, a bad spin in the kitchen. And <laughs> Knocked my teeth up oh into my, my head. God. Oh no! Um, yeah, so I have little scars on my front teeth. I see that because of my baby teeth got knocked up into my. Holy God! <laughs> oh my God! And thus ended my career as a ballerina. Oh, Janice. Um, I had, um, I was taken out of my elementary school. It actually went up to eighth grade. I was taken out of it and put into a, a gifted and talented um, public school that allowed me to um, focus on drama and singing mm-hmm. and um, when I decided I wanted to go to LaGuardia High School, thank you Fresh Prince of Bel-Air um, yeah. Ashley wanted to go to LaGuardia High School oh. and I said wait, there's a high school for performing arts and this oh. is in 6th grade yeah. and I started looking up what it was <laughs> TV has shaped me as a person yeah. um, and I uh, was put. I was given a, a vocal coach, Amy Golden, who is just the most amazing person. Hi, Amy. And yeah, hi, Amy. And whenever I need a, a pointer or something, I can just email Amy. And to this she, day, to this day, wow. I can email Amy, and she'll say, "Hey, Janice." And sure, this is a good teacher to. That's how I found my current vocal teacher, Frank. Um, she was happy to send me his way. Um, so yeah, I took I was put in a school where I was able to to get that creative outlet and I was given the vocal coach and I was um I went to a performing arts high school and was able to 
to get that outlet somehow. That's fabulous. It's great. And you were, a, you were a voice major. I was a voice major. At your high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounded like there was... It, it, we talked about it a little before, but like it was tough to get into drama, or there was like drama with drama. The drama or department. There's always drama with drama. Yeah. Drama. The drama department. Uh, this guy is jamming right now to this song. Oh yeah. I, Some I knickerbockers. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lovely plant size. Um, yeah, I like oh, this. Yeah, uh, this his whole outfit is amazing. Wow, he's so just cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, the drama department is one of the hardest departments to get into, period. Um, and in that school especially. I think they only accept 60. Wow, and okay. it's the, the highest demand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all people want to do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't get in. I got very, very close the second time around that I auditioned. But I, I didn't get into the drama department. How, I mean, how did that feel? The second time hurt. Yeah. And I think the second time hurt because I told my, I was friends with a couple of theater majors who were a year above me. And I mentioned, they said, okay, where do you, where did you get up to in the audition process? And I said, oh, I got to the part where they were asking me, have I made friends in the school? And they said, oh, oh, you're in. We've all been at that level. That's like what you do. You get there and you get, you're in. They just wanted to like double check. You're fine. And every single person that I spoke to said that. And I was like, great. I don't have to be a vocal major anymore. I can be a theater major and I can just like, and I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't gotten a letter. So let me just go. And they said, no, you didn't get it. And I like, I almost burst into tears Mm. there. It was just heartbreaking. And really because all of my friends got my hopes up. It's just like, oh yeah, you're fine, you're in. Oof. I mean, of course you're in. Oof. So oh, that's painful. That's why whenever someone's like, oh, you definitely got that. Mm, all right, sure. Yeah, you're it's, you're traumatized. <laughs> yeah. There's no, so you don't, don't trust it anymore. I didn't trust uh, that I got the job where I'm working now, where we're working together. Oh yeah. It's just a Janice. Of course you got it. No, I don't. I haven't heard from them in, in weeks. I don't think. Now oh. I know how we work, and that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but <laughs> it was definitely a. I, I don't know. I don't think I got it. I, I just I have to I have to stay where I am. And that was. Well, I'm glad you got it. Me too. Um, we do we do some good stuff together. We go to we, we go to schools. We bring delight to the children. It's, br- bring our teaching artists. It's my favorite part of my job. What's that? The, uh, the going out in, into the, oh, yeah. the schools. Oh, yeah. And teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that brings me joy. Yeah. And this is the first time you've really done anything like that. Yeah. Which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of us in the office have, um, you know, some sort of, like, arts teaching, like, arts and ed background. Yeah. Uh, and you had a, you know, you have an acting background. You have a performing background. But right. not, like, the teaching. And I, it's been really cool for me to watch you do that and like go we've been you know mentor being mentored together yeah, being minted <laughs> minted uh-huh i don't think that's the correct no, word we'll, but we'll, yeah we'll use it um yeah and yeah you really have taken to it and shine to it and seem really uh, cut out for it i really really love it and it just um my lineage is just educators Mm, Especially on my mother's yeah. side, it's my mom's a principal. Yeah. My grandmothers are both in uh, the Department of Education or the Board of Ed. Um, it's in your bones. It's in my bones. <laughs> Apparently, like my first <laughs> relatives in Trinidad were like the first educators. Really? And, like, that's apparently. I don't know. I have to like ancestry.com. This. Yeah. 
Were you were you making a shelling out money gesture? Yes. Just for Ancestry.com? It's so expensive. <laughs> it's so expensive. <laughs> You have to do all the... I can't just uh, trace my lineage back through Ellis Island. I have to, like, go right. through all types of right. things um, because I'm mixed and because I'm non-white. Yeah. So it's just, like, all the all the money has to be spent on oh, it. And God. I don't have it. And so it's cheap. If you came through Ellis Island, it's cheap? It's a lot cheaper. There are fewer steps. It's more direct. I see. And chances are pretty good the record keeping was better. Yeah. Oh, man. So I have my great grandfather's um, passport, which wow. is okay. amazing to yeah. have. My grandmother gave it to me when she learned I was looking at this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my great grandfather, paternal great grandfather, is the person we know the least about. Interesting. So, but to really dig, I need to hire somebody, and that costs hourly dollars and cents. And, I but. there's a tangent here. Uh, I what like I am also feeling really compelled to like mine, not only like. Not only myself, like mm. I, I've just been like looking through all my old notebooks, or I haven't even been looking through them, but I've been like gathering them in preparation to like look through them to uh-huh. think about what I've been thinking. But this this impulse, like I I feel it very deeply, and I can't explain it. Like why we want to like look back to know where we came from, like yeah. what where like what is that impulse, and where does it come from? I don't know. I, I think it's it's so much there. It just I think that's the reason why we started writing. Uh, like I, human beings, human beings, we as human <coughs> beings on this planet, I think started writing because we're like, what if we want to know this later? <laughs> right. I'm thinking about cave paintings, like you know, keeping that's, that's uh, all documentation. records of wildebeests. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not wildebeests. Uh, Aurochs, that's the one. Um, mammoths. How mammoths. many woolly mammoths yep. have we gotten today? <laughs> um, I, it's just, it's always been important. And I think it's part of that much-used quote of, if you don't know where you've come from, how do you know really where you're going? Right. So, I, yeah. yeah. And is it a way? is it a way to move toward immortality like if like because uh, oh, yeah. if we're like if we keep the memory of our ancestors alive i mean uh, so many cultures you know invoke the ancestors mm-hmm. um you know i i was having a conversation with my friend shamelia yesterday where she has like an altar in her home oh, you know honoring her ancestors mm-hmm. and keeping their spirit present yeah um and yeah like i guess we probably hope that someone would do that for us I think that's a desire. Like yeah. I think everyone, I don't think anybody leaves this earth not wanting to be remembered in some way. Yeah, of course. So if we can write it down, yeah. I mean, why not? I'm writing. Hmm. It's so important. Yeah. It's it's the basis of everything. And so, like, what what has inspired your personal quest for like? finding out your ancestry not, not or not even like you're not going to necessarily shell out the money for ancestry.com but not well not, mostly because i don't have it right right but right <laughs> but you want to you would i would i would if i had um infinite amounts of of dough um i think just here i've always been a lover of stories mm-hmm. um as a kid i love listening to my grandparents mm-hmm. tell stories and i just kind of want to hear more yeah stories yeah um and knowing that there are people out there that can trace their ancestry back hundreds and hundreds of years, 
how cool would that be to to be able to do that for me yeah so cool um so and to really i think because i'm i'm a mixed person i really want to know where i come yeah um like where did it all begin that Mm -hmm. like led to this like this puerto rican man and this trinidadian woman meeting each other Mm. like where did all that come from where where did your parents meet my grandmothers knew each other oh my god yeah how where um the department of education holy shit um they were both immigrants um my grandmother um abuelita coming from puerto rico and then uh grandma gwen coming from Trinidad, and both of them had to struggle with different types of racism in the in the board of education um my grandmother Gwen being told that she needs to lose her Trinidadian accent nobody will understand what she's saying and she just this is why I love that woman so much just was like that is the way I talk they'll learn how to listen <laughs> just like you can you can go fuck yourself I'm gonna talk the way I talk and um and then Abuelita was just she doesn't speak English she didn't speak English yeah um so her learning how to speak English and her being um given Italian kids because they're like Italian and Spanish is pretty much the same thing you can help them out and it's not no um, similar but not the same sim- very similar um, <coughs> not the same thing the at same. all so she just having both of them struggle with that and they kind of met did I she learn Italian I feel like she knows more Italian than she lets on but she's <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't speak it fluently in front of me sure um, but yeah, I'm sure she knows a few Italian words. She's just, she's another brilliant woman. Who, That's amazing. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, so they kind of they met through the the Department of Education, and um, they kind of empowered. From what I can tell of their relationship, they um, one would always um, push the other up when it was needed. Mm. Um, so my grandmother Gwen did not not learn how to drive till she was forty. Okay. I seemed to be on that track. You well? And um, got some time. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that happened when she learned how to drive was that my grandfather wouldn't let her drive without him in the car. Okay. Um, he's a man who I've grown to love, but he was definitely not the the most feminist. He wasn't the strongest feminist. Sure. Um, so. Abuelita just saying, I need you to drive me here. And my grandmother saying, well, Orson is... And my both grandmothers were like, oh, no, no, no. You got to just get in the car and we're, we're driving. <laughs> just you got to take that plunge. Yeah. Just leave Orson. He'll be fine. That's great. Um, and my grandmother tells the story. She's like terrified the whole time. <laughs> he's behind her or something. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of their relationship. And... Um, it was just a couple of holiday gatherings that they were both invited to, my mother and my father. And I think dad originally um, went on a date with my aunt. And my aunt said, this isn't going to work with me, but I think you'll love my sister. And it worked. Oh. It was great. Um, There's no hard feelings or anything No, like that. yeah, you know. And my dad uh, just stole my mom from a guy. It was just. Oh, my God. He wasn't a guy that my mom was. Like, yeah, she's a classy lady, um, and it was not a guy who uh, the guy that she was with, Wayne, was not a guy who really stood up for her. Oh, Wayne! 
Poor Wayne. Poor Wayne. I feel so bad for Wayne. Oh, Wayne. I mean, I'm glad I ended up with the dad I have, but poor Wayne. Oh. Um, but Wayne was at a holiday party, and dad and mom, and dad sat next to mom, and instead of Wayne saying, sorry, man, I, I'm sitting next to this lady over here, he sat across the table. Wayne. <laughs> or oh. uh, oh, no. for New Year's Eve, dad invited mom to a party he was going to and mom was like oh I don't know Wayne is maybe gonna pick me up and my grandmother said you go <laughs> to New Year's Eve with the man who invited you out somewhere and Wayne came at 11.30 with a brown bag of whatever he could find and they said she's not here he says well I'll just wait like, poor Wayne <laughs> oh. poor Wayne poor Wayne uh, and the story of your name Right. Like, comes from your parents' name? or Jamie and Bernice. Jamie and Bernice. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yeah. Janice. Yeah. Uh, and Janice. your brother's Jamie. My brother's Jamie Thomas, and Thomas is um, my mother's father's middle name. So it's they did try to keep with the uh, the joining of the parents, trying to keep that in, in our names nice. for yeah. both of us. And Teresa is my middle name. It's mm-hmm. my mother's middle name. Do you have a do you have a dream role? Like, are there are there parts you fantasize about playing? Mm. Specific roles. There is an old movie called Now Voyager with Betty Davis. And now Voyager. Now Voyager. Like Voyager of the Now. Yes. Like. Voyage. <laughs> Boy- now, now Voyager. Now Voyager. Mm-hmm. That's such a weird title. It's. I think it's based on a book. Okay. And uh, Betty Davis is this woman who was oppressed most of her life by her mother. And she's a little... F- they they say she's fat. She's not fat. But, you know, the 40s, whatever. Um, she's fat. She's, she has, like, the unibrow. And it's because her mother just won't let her take care of herself the way she wants to Um, and she has a breakdown she gets you know taken care of and put on a on a boat for therapy basically I'm not doing this story very much justice but she meets a beautiful I'm thinking about the therapy boat (laughs) I'm really digging it she went through therapy and they said I think it'd be good for her to be on this boat trip and so she went on this boat trip and um, she meets a gentleman who is married but just and she falls in love with him and he in love with her and because he's he's a good guy he doesn't end up leaving his wife and they have this distant kind of loving relationship and it's it's a beautiful movie and it should be watched I would love to play Betty Davis's role I don't think I am there yet because Betty Davis is of a caliber. I don't know if I'll ever be at her level. Yeah. But if they ever redid Now Voyager, I would love to play that main role just because she's a character who I feel for her. Yeah. And she's, I think even at the end, even though she's definitely coming to her own, she's like, she's taking control. She's... um, basically told her mother no you you can't have this part of me and I think even at the end she doesn't think she's worth very much yeah. but 
um, it's just it's a fascinating role for me. That's that's very interesting. D- yeah. Saying that the fat thing is made me think a lot about how much displeasure I've been feeling. Like that's got to just stop. Like the like I've just like I've just been like looking at everyone around me mm-hmm. for the past I don't know month like so like everyone I see is beautiful. Like mm. there are, this city is filled with beautiful people mm-hmm. of all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And there is no correlation between like the size and shape of your body and your like attractiveness. I right. I think but like there is there is obviously a societal you know there's societal categorization. Yeah. This song. This is this a song, great song. This song is a great song. I'm sorry. <laughs> this this is a I love this song so much. It just has a great start. Just yeah. the music stops and Yeah. This is for Claro and Sarah <laughs> and all my reminiscence theater friends. We we sang this song for a group of oh. seniors. Great. Uh, like a devised play about their stories, and this was like a featured song in it. That's great. It's quite good. But anyway, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to put on the record that it, like, it just needs to stop. Like, there's, I don't know if you want to talk about that story, but like, you were telling me that horrible story on your, was it your birthday? I'm or like, you were out, the, you were on the subway platform and oh, you almost got into a fight. Yeah. Um, just that I, was coming from here, actually, oh. and um, I, I went downstairs um, into the uh, 14th Street Union Square station, and there was a slightly inebriated woman, and by that I mean she was flat out drunk, um, and she was kind of pointing in a, a wavy kind of way, like I, there was no way for me to protect myself yeah, without she, keeping. She my was hand all up. over the place. Her her finger was going. Who knows where her finger it's was just going? Like, just it was pointing like a compass. out there. She couldn't yep. find north, yep. and I just kind of. <laughs> put my hand up to block her long sticky arm from hitting me in the face and uh she immediately yelled you know don't push me bitch and it was a i've never gotten into a fight in my life there have been a couple of times where i've almost gotten into fights and that was a just a moment where i said oh i'm sorry did i touch you and it was very sarcastic and yeah and okay i kept on walking and she she called me fat. She was just like you, fatty, and I—I never, I never been called fat before. No, I am bigger than I've been in my life, and it's not a place where I'm comfortable. And I'm going to yoga and trying to change that, but I'd never been called fat before. Yeah. So to have this woman say, um, "Yeah, you better keep on walking, fatty." Ugh made me want to rip her face off. Yeah, it's just like it fuck like, you. Yeah. Like, like what are you talking me? about? Like what like what are you do like what you're doing is destroying our society. Like right. you are you are helping you are helping your own destruction. You're helping the patriarchy. <laughs> you are. Because it's a like woman to woman, do you really think it's okay to knock another woman down because she's got a few more curves than you. But, like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. it's, like, gr- like it's great. Like, they're, they're it's all... A it's a wonderful thing. But they're, like, every, like, I, you know, it's just, like, it, it is, it is so pleasant. Like, you are, you are, I, I I'll say that you are an aesthetically pleasing uh, Thank you. Uh, human being. Okay. Uh, and, like, 
you know, it's just like that's that's it. Like that is the mm. bottom line. And like, you know, it is awesome that you are, you know, working to, you know, working on getting a physical regimen in order to feel good. And like, right. and there's, you know, there is undeniably pressure to look a certain way. Yeah, but and especially like, since I want to, I do want to pursue acting, and that's a you have to you have to look a certain. There way is a gaze. There is a yeah. There are yeah. But like, it's uh, you, you know, no, no. I like I thought that I kicked you. Got, oh yeah, no, we're fine. Yeah, um, yeah. I just uh, it would be my dream to like just not have that be a thing like where yeah. where fat becomes a just a description without value like fat and skinny or like just words it's just words to describe the shape yeah. of someone's body like mm-hmm. i think like you can be like super hot and fat like that is like yeah. not that, that is n- like absolutely one of my good friends she's i think one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen she's stunning she has yeah. beautiful hair she's the most perfect smile i think she's ever had braces yeah and she's a size 16 yeah she's not a stick yeah and quote unquote in spite of that she's beautiful yeah but probably not in spite of that no. like probably like that's <laughs> who she is and so fuck yeah yeah but there are so many people that'll say you know she's really pretty for a fat girl and i want to strangle oh, those yeah. people like that's that, not okay it's not okay it is not okay um and there's yeah it's just it's, not okay it's very frustrating but things like that always bug me so the you're really articulate for a black guy right you're like yeah. that uh, terrence gets all the oh, time god and Ooh. oh sorry no no i just <laughs> no. wanted to i just wanted to say that i love your man Aww. i i love Terrence. i love him too um maybe do you think he would do the show he might he might where do you think his cozy zone would be oh i don't know Give wouldn't guess. it be funny if he would pick this place too yeah, that would be funny. um i don't know i don't think his cozy zone is stateside i think he would you know i think he would trinidad, it trinidad. so i'd have to get i, I gotta You'd get have those to sponsorships get, <laughs> yeah, coming have in to actually have a you gotta get a valid and see if they can donate maybe to Columbia. S- yeah. Donate to yeah, maybe I'll ask him. Um, uh, I won't ask him. No. <laughs> no, because he, he went to Trinidad um, for the first time in 10 years almost um, for his cousin's wedding in December. Yeah. And um, it's just like, man, I forgot how much I missed home. Yeah. Because um, that's where he grew up. Yes. Yeah. Where he's from. Yeah. So, um, and he, like, he, we FaceTimed a little bit while he was there. Mm-hmm. Just like, I want to show you. Just look at this. Look at how quiet everything is. <laughs> and you could hear the palm trees. And oh, man. Just beautiful. That is beautiful. I think yeah. that would probably be his okay. cozy zone. Oh, boy. Well, I'll uh, see I what know. I can do. I'll see what I can do. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, you know, if he can wait a little bit, maybe. Maybe. You know, you know once. Season two. Season two, zone. yeah. Yeah, we can go anywhere we want. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh Oh, okay. I'm. Ki- I, you've told me, I think, how you two have met. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I, I don't know if I have. Oh, maybe you haven't. Um, it's not a, a long story. We worked at the same store. We worked at American Eagle on 46th Street. Awesome. Um, on, which is like That's the worst place in the world. Um, <laughs> 46th Street. Shout out. It was the American Eagle. American Eagle's great. Shout out. 
<laughs> worst, worst place. Worst great place. Um, <laughs> no, American Eagle, it was the first uh, flagship store, um, I think, in Times Square. The first like, oh. uh, clothing flagship Interesting. store. Interesting. Okay. Um, and uh, I was hired before the store opened. So um, we, were, we had the wonderful task of um, opening all the boxes and stocking the shelves and making sure all the piles were standardized and folded properly yeah. in. Um, and Terrence started working a few days after I had. And Adolfo, who's the best manager, um, when he left, I was not far behind. Mm. Uh, he said, Janice, come on over here. Um, can you just show Terrence how to standardize a pile of pants? <laughs> and... Uh, standardized pants. Standardized. That's going to be pants. my. Uh, <laughs> that's my hipster band. Name. Is it? Standardized, I wear standardized pants. pants. This song is called we'll Oily Tears. <laughs> Oily Tears. Oily, Oily Tears. <laughs> oh, that's Girl. great. Girl. Okay, I'm sorry. So you standardize. You were standardizing pants. Um, I can't say. I wish I could say that I had much memory of that first meeting. But I don't. I don't. Does he? And he does. Yeah. He um, apparently yeah. couldn't stop. <laughs> he couldn't stop thinking about my voice and the way I sounded. Oh. Um, yes. And you hear that, everybody? Yeah. This, what a treat! And I told my family that, and they laughed. They said, <laughs> oh. "Oh, he doesn't know." Um, you got a great voice, Janice. Thank you. Yeah. It's I, I, dulcet. No, well, that's nice. Velvety. Velvety. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Great. It's yours. Um, All right. So he liked your voice. He liked my voice. What a, he, what a, gen- what a gentleman. He is, he's the best. Terrence, Terrence is not anything if he's not a gentleman. Yeah. He's built like a tank. <laughs> he uh, is. Jesus. He definitely takes care of himself. Jesus Christ. It's, it's very impressive. Um, just, I don't have that kind of dedication. Nope. To my body at nope, all. Nope, me neither. Um, like food-wise, he'll eat whatever the hell he wants, sure. and he'll drink whatever he wants. But he he goes to that gym all the time, and I don't have that kind of drive. Yeah. Well, all right. So he liked your voice. Mm-hmm. What? So um, how did he express that? Or like, when did he, when did you find out? I found out. Um, I guess it must have been December. So December of 2009, we had been talking um, just as people in the store. Um, we always worked in the same uh, cash register area. So he became a good friend. And he um, asked for my number. And the way he asked for my number was, uh, first, how old are you? Um, which is a very important question to ask, uh, you know, just A young in case. woman. Yeah, just yep. in case. Sure. Um, so I appreciated that. And then um, <laughs> he... How old were you? I was 22. Okay. I had to be 22. Is that, um, would you say that's barely legal? <laughs> no, I think 18 is barely legal. Or ni- like if you're right, in your right. teens. Teens, right. Upper teens. Yeah, yeah okay. that's barely legal. 22 feels... It's young. It feels it was, young. It's only was six in, years ago, but God, yeah, yeah. I've, a lot's happened. Oh, yeah. Um, but between uh, the age and then he said, I just want to say I, I love the way you talk. He, so he I, said he it said like it. right... He's he not, led with that. He's not somebody with a lot of game, full disclosure, <laughs> but he, he knows this. Oh. Oh, <laughs> but he Terrence. said that, and he was nervous, and it was very cute, and I, I just I, I chuckled because 
I knew how my family would react. Yeah. Lo and behold. Oh um, my, what's happening? What's happening? We have. I think we just have loud people. Loud people. Well, there you go. It's seven o'clock. Here we the party's go. about to start. The sun um, is still out. Sun is still out. But we, yeah, he um, he asked for my number and also mentioned that he loved the way I, I sounded, and that was new. That was not a. I think you're hot. Or no, that's a good. That's a that's a very unique way to way to pick someone yeah. up. Very unique. And wow. He still says it to this day, just like, I love the way you talk. I love He's going to love voice. this. He's going to love this I'll, podcast. I'll give it to him. He'll love the way I blew up his spot, too. Just like, <laughs> he doesn't have any game. <laughs> no, but in, in that, you know, I, I liked that there was, no, there was no gameplay for him at all, yeah. which was, I thought, great. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, that was Terrence. That was our, the first meeting was the folding of the pants and him asking me, <laughs> my number was when I was like okay I'm interesting that's that's not something I've I've been told many other things never like I love the way you speak that's that's new yeah um yeah and when when did you when did you say love for the first time um it was three weeks after we had started dating actually what yeah what? Yeah. I, oh, like, my goodness. And I meant it. I did. You said it? He said it first. When, three weeks after? Three weeks after. And you we were just started, like, I love you, too. We started too. dating, like, in June. So we had we continued to be friends, I think. And that was a big part of it. We, before you started dating? Before we started dating. Yeah. And we started dating in June. And, three um, weeks. Three weeks into that, he was just like, I don't know if I should even say this to you. I'm like, might as well just say what you're thinking and he said that and I said oh thank god yes I love you too <laughs> holy shit yeah, yeah. that is it, was, it sounds quick when you consider that we've, we had known each other since October it's still quick it's yeah. it's quick it's it is it's a quick that's a quick love wow yeah huh. yeah I don't know I don't even know when I don't know when Nicolette I don't think I could answer that I don't know hmm. when Nicolette and I said, said the, the, the all word I gotta ask her. She's gonna. I just blew up my own spot. Yeah. She's like, how could you not remember? We, you know, it's one of our anniversaries. It's probably on the calendar. Mm. You know, first, uh, first yeah. make out, first tongue. Oh, first kiss was the first date. Yeah. That was the best first kiss, just because it was the most romantic placement. You're on a pier nice. at night. It's like you can't get much better than that on on June twenty fifth. So you know it's nice and warm Gorgeous. outside. And Terrence is like speak speak into this recorder. <laughs> I just speak into this speak into this uh, stethoscope. <laughs> I I just want to really hear it. Yeah, I'm more. I, Terrence, where'd you get that stethoscope? Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I thought it was weird he had a stethoscope <laughs> with him, but I, I knocked it up to its charm and just called it a day. I just love your voice. <laughs> Can I hear? Can I hear your lungs? Can no. I just, just breathe in and out. Thank you. There's got to be a doctor out there who loves that kind of stuff, <laughs> I'm right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I just, I want to meet the non-doctor that just do has a stethoscope. Just, yeah, likes that kind of. There are people who collect the the ancient stethoscopes and stuff. Oh, the antique ones. Gross. Yeah. Ugh. But um. Oh. Yeah, that was. It was three weeks. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, and just just keep keep it's growing yeah. ever since. Growing and evolving and getting better, thank God. 
that it was great. Yeah. I I was particularly impressed by Terrence when you two came to Nicolette and my housewarming party. Oh. Um, it, you know, which was a drag party. It was. It was a lot of fun. And you know, ter- I don't. Did either of you? I, none of you. Did you dress up? I did. I, uh, I mean, a little not, bit. nothing. A little bit. Nothing like, you crazy. Had a, you had a button down. I had my button down. I had my suspend. I had suspenders. suspenders. Right. Right. I had suspenders. Right. Um, I, I didn't have a binder or anything like that. It was a no. lot, but um, that's a lot. It but is a lot. Just for I, a, you I used know, for to have a to wear those uh, in college. It was yeah. For I went to an all women's college, so if it was a show, uh, all the shows are yeah. co-ed, and I I have a lower voice, and I was cast as a man a lot. Okay. So it was a lot of binders were used. Um, flat I am not. So. Um, yeah, no, no binders that day. Yeah, which is, you know, it's for pleasure, you know, yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily work. But, yeah. Um, well, so Terrence, Terrence didn't come dressed as anything, but he, like, I, like, gave him a wig. Or, like, yeah. I led him to the costume room mm-hmm. that we had some costumes. And he was, like, so game mm-hmm. to, like, put stuff on, which was so, uh, I don't know, I guess, like, my my first impression he's sort of I, I imagine he's sort of like a tough tough guy tough yeah. macho guy but like he was totally down to it's, like be goofy and yeah. like play around and have fun and and I was just like oh my uh, my preconceptions were incorrect right yeah I think that's just he does carry himself that way like, yeah just he's he knows his martial arts so I think he just always carries himself <laughs> like he's ready to attack yeah. anybody but he's he's a goofball. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I could be with somebody who's always ready to attack somebody. No. Um, I'd be exhausting. It just and not interesting to me. No. Um. So yeah, he and he had a lot of fun that night too. I'm he, so glad. He he actually did wear a really tight black shirt. He that, did. Like, it was like a slightly. It was like a '90s shirt, so you know the kind <laughs> of. Fabric that it was made out of. I'm trying to. Oh, like, it was sort of like sort of an stretchy. Under Armour, but yeah. kind of thing. That had a little bit of a shine to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he put that on. He's like, "This is kind of draggy, right?" And I went, "Sure. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is the most I'm gonna get out of you. So let's go." And he put uh, on that wig. The only reason why I took it off was because he was sweating bullets. Yeah. But yeah. Y- well, yeah. Um. But he had a blast. It was, and that was a lot of fun for me to watch too. Yeah, and that, that was a nice. James Miles, that's a great. Oh, James picture. Miles, yes, my mentor. He listen, that's a great mentor to have. Oh, I'm so lucky. Yeah, it was a really beautiful like mm-hmm. mix of work and life. Like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of our colleagues came and they did. partied like for real. Yeah, and uh, it was just so nice and like I don't yeah really really warmed the shit out of our house. I still haven't posted those pictures. It's like almost been a year. Ben, I know. I come on. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I maybe now. Maybe there were none of me. <laughs> there were probably there were some. There were some like fine ones. Okay. I mean, like you know, tasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, that is something I should do like pretty soon. Yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. Or or host another one. Yeah. Though to be or fair, both. all the women in the office were really jealous of you because you have these amazing legs revealed to us in these heels. It was we we're well, impressed. Thank you. thank you. Yes, I um I the thing about it, I started shaving my legs 
uh, for that for night. that night. And I got like halfway done. I'm a hairy gentleman. Okay. And it just was like it was not I, it was I, too much. Too much. I should have like buzzed it first. Like <laughs> I should have buzzed my legs and and then shaved. Trimmed and yeah. then shaved. But like uh, yeah, and it was just like I was you know nicking myself mm-hmm. and it it was no good. So it's I not easy is it? It is not easy. I have a lot of uh, empathy for. Women who feel the need to shave their legs, mm-hmm. um, who are inspired to shave their legs, it, it comes. It's so itchy. Yeah. When it grows in, it was, you know, no good. Um, how you how you feeling? I'm good. Need anything? No, I'm okay. How are you feeling? I'm good. Uh, I'm really good. So I I actually I've recently partnered with. The Cozy Zone Foundation, oh, wow. um, which is an amazing They're organization, reputable. yeah, very <laughs> reputable organization that um, that commissions artists to create collaborative work together. I see. And I got a letter in the mail, and it said, uh, "Dear Ben, uh, we would like you and Janice Acevedo, uh, me specifically, you specifically, you specifically, <laughs> to uh, to join forces, and mm-hmm. we will commission." Uh, whatever project you two would like to do, unlimitedly, we just need to know uh, a basic outline mm-hmm. of uh, what the project entails, and of course, a title of the project. Uh-huh. Um, which is, it's. I, I'm really excited about the opportunity. I and, mean, it's and, a great opportunity. And I'm wondering. Uh, oh, they're they're a great they're a great great organization, great yeah. company, a great philanthropy. Mm. Philanthropy. Philanthropy. I. That's not right. Philanthropic org. Philanthropic, I think, is right. Philanthropic organization. There's no like philanthropy. I'm a philanthropy. That's not a. That's no, not, it's a, not thing. a thing. There is. Although that would be a great title for something. Yeah. Uh, who are you? I'm a philanth. I'm a philanthropy. I'm a philanthropist. 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 That's me. Uh, I'm, I'm study. As you say, uh, philanthropist. Sorry, I feel bad for anybody who has this accent because you can't really take them seriously. They always sound like they're in the mob. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so can you do some voiceover work for us? Can I do a, like a, a thing? I don't know. No. Whatever. I don't know what you do. What did you learn in your voiceover class? It was a, it was a video game voiceover class. Oh, so my they, like, God. They gave us um, Jump. A, a script. Jump up. <laughs> Get that health. No. Oh, God. I wish it was things like that. But it, it you... Hey. They wanted to hear like different types of characters that you have. Use your tractor beam. I'm sorry. No. Aim here. Um, okay, so different characters. You have to find. You have to do different characters. But you have to also make them not sound like each other, oh. which is surprisingly hard to do, because you're like, oh, I can, I can do a British accent without a problem, or I can do a Spanish accent without a problem, but they all sound like me. Yes. So you have to say, okay, this character is from England. How can I make her sound different from this character who's from Puerto Rico? And How did you do it? Not well. Well. <laughs> Um, no, it's just uh, okay. This character's sign, and it's an interesting way to go at a character. You know, actors usually, it's um, what's their physicality yeah. like? Okay, they've been through a lot of trauma. Maybe they hold their fists a little bit closer oh, to themselves, yeah. or sort of find a way how that would translate into your your voice, and how to communicate that character through your voice. And it was a totally different way to look at the craft. And I'm still like I'm still brand new. It's like somebody learning to act for the first time. Mm. But I love it. It's fascinating. Cool. 
So, yeah, I, I don't know how, how successful it was. It's, it's little things. You can do little things like making your voice a little bit higher oh. or putting it to the nose or putting it a little lower right. and keeping it in the back of your throat. Yeah. <laughs> making it sound like you've inhaled helium or something like that. Oh, wow. That's cool. So I like all that. That's well, crazy. like that. That's very, that's very that's helpful. Fun. That's super fun. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to do, Janice? What are we going to, what project, what, what, what is the Cozy Zone Foundation going to fund? I mean, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind with, with you and me is acapella. Acapella. And our love for music. Yes. Great. Um, I was really moved what you were saying about like looking for your ancestors. Like I mm. feel like that sort of like the looking to the past was, was sort of uh, an impulse that we both shared yeah. during this conversation. Um, so, uh, just to put that out there as well, I wonder there might be a way to marry the two. Oh, I'm sure there is. Like a way to, um, we have our own past and find the, the musical influences there. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Even better would be to see how they overlap. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because and I also feel like it. It should. Like it would be nice to have a stage or, or to you to perform yeah. in some way. Likewise. Yeah, I would love to perform yeah. too. But like, if yeah, so I don't know if it's some sort of like dual. I, I don't know if there are more people. If if it's a cast of more than just us. It could be a cast of more than just us. I, can't, I don't see it being a large production. No. I like the idea of it being an intimate kind of black yeah, box. Space. Totally. I love a black box. Okay, good. Okay, so you would, so, you would want a, a black box performance. Yeah, like sort of these dueling it's sort of like these uh, like one person shows, like a sort of origin story, yeah. origin story type thing. Mhm. Mhm. An origin of It could be a New Yorker versus transplant kind of story, oh, too. Oh, yeah. This is fun. I mean, it, yeah. And I also like the idea of, like, singing and, like, sort of a lot of, sort of, maybe, like, we, oh, you know, it would be beautiful. Or, or an idea, just an idea. So, like, Shoot. so these sort of dueling, um, maybe it is just us on stage. Mm -hmm. And when you are, like, but we act against... Uh, like us off stage or under the side, like doing sound effects, doing singing. So it's like, mm. so like when you're like physically on stage, when it's your story, when it's like you're searching, yeah. like you're there, but then I'm like on a mic on the side going like, oh, Janice, uh, please come in <laughs> for your appointment. Oh, like doing the sound effects of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, Janice, uh, go over there. Up, hello. I actually really think that would be great. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I need uh, $10,000 for Ancestry.com. <laughs> uh, oh, like, okay. Oh. <laughs> and then I'd be like, yeah, so I can't wait to go to New York for the first time. And then you would go. I think by the time, when, were you, when did you come to New York? 2003. I was getting ready to leave. Yeah. But you would be the people yeah. in my story. So you'd be like my mom. I don't, I don't know if you want to leave uh, leave Wisconsin. No, I do want to leave Wisconsin. Well, I, I do. I don't. I don't know. 
Yeah, I do. And I, I, I want to leave. full of all these big, scary towers. Th- I know. And, well, a few less now. Mom. Yeah, a few well, less this towers. Is true. Yeah, that was terrifying. But I'm, I'm willing to, to go there mm-hmm. for it. I apologize for just totally murdering. I person. love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, so that might be a total. That, that would be like, I would have the most fun, like, just running around and, like, you know. Do you think that it would be scripted or like yeah. scripted to a point, but um, maybe some of the sound effects could change? Yeah, the or, sound effects. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think there'd be a lot of you know we would know more or less what we were doing, right. and maybe there'd be a little choir as well. A choir, like of a backup choir, like lit- to sing if there were songs. I like the idea of it being like a pre-recorded kind of thing. Oh, or, oh. So, well, just because I'm thinking of we got an unlimited that, budget. I know. FYI, I'm thinking but, of okay. Uh, I've seen, and I'm sure you have two um, videos of people singing uh, an amazing a cappella song entirely by themselves. Oh yes, yes. Um, I see. Like, would they they do the different? They like, do each different. Like the guy uh, in 360 All Stars. Yes, a lot like that guy. Um, who's <laughs> amazing. Yes, um, and fascinating to watch when he wasn't performing because he was always thinking about yeah, something. Yeah, you could yeah. see that in his body. Yeah. Um, but that kind of stuff I think is is fascinating to like pre record. Yeah, interesting. So we would do so it would be like we would it would sort of be built by like all of the sort of soundscapes, all of the elements would be built by us, either pre recorded, like mm-hmm. we would do all of the aspects of it. Yeah. What would what would the like costumes and set B, and are there like are there projections? Are there video elements to it as well? Projections are tough. I feel like when they're done right, they're they're beautiful. Sure. Um, but assuming we would, we you have know, an unlimited budget. Yeah, so we assuming, can hire like yeah, the best projectionist yeah, yeah. in the world. Absolutely. I think a projection would be great. Great to have like a moving projection. Great. artwork behind us. Great, great. That's great. Yeah. And and talking about like sort of our origin stories, seeking what specifically like is it is it the same period in our lives? Like I'm trying to think like, I mean yeah. I mean I like the for me the natural conclusion is that we're both still finding we're both not content where we are right now. No, definitely, we are striving. Yeah, we're definitely still feeling that need to move forward. Yeah. and evolve. Yeah. So I and we it's. It's so hard to write a conclusion when we're in that kind of yes. mindset. Yes. I, I just think it would be great to just kind of end on the whole, we made it to New York. We're, we've established ourselves in certain ways. How mm-hmm. are we going to change? Yeah, yeah, to leave that kind of mm. cliffhanger. The, t- the trick is to make people want to say, I wonder what happens to them yeah. after the end of the show. It's up to you. Yes. Um, so where do we begin? Like, it makes sense. Is it like my senior year of high school? Like, I, that would be a that, that actually for me would be a pretty good place to start. And actually, that would be a great place for me too because I'm ready to leave New York. I'm ready oh, for a change by my yeah. senior year of high school. Oh, so what a lovely play this would be. Mm-hmm. What's the name of it? That's so nice. Sorry, that's a horrible sound. Um, oh, I didn't. What the? the that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, comings and goings. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for uh, first blood on that. I, yeah, I I'm know. usually I'm usually the person to say like ah, 
Uh, Alfie's tail. I always look silly, so I, I just figure why not go. That's for very it. kind. Yeah. Um, comings and goings. Um, first Blood. First Blood. Um, origin. <laughs> is that a Mortal Kombat movie or is, is that it? First Blood? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> if anything. Um, Cummings. Uh, Jesus, this is it's stuck in my head now. Um, Origins, New York. Uh, Barrio, Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin, Queens. What's your town? It's uh, Cambria Heights. Cambria Heights. Um, what? I wonder if there's a a town in both New York City and you're from Milwaukee. Oh. I wonder if there's a town or a street that's like the same. Oh. Um, oh name. shit! This seems like we might have to do some internet we research might have for that. To. Um, <laughs> let's see, Broadway. Streets. There is a Broadway. Is there in Milwaukee? Interesting. There's a Broadway in Milwaukee. There's a Broadway in a lot of towns. Broadway. Uh, Locust. Is there a Locust in New York? Hampton. No. Uh, my mom Silver worked Spring, at Locust no. Manor once, but I don't mm. know if there's a Locust. Uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, um, Hampton. Uh, Lake Drive. There is a Lake Drive. I just don't know where it is. Uh, Avenue Day was my street. Day Avenue. Um, what a lovely avenue name. What a lovely street name. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Mine is just 118th Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Uh, That's, that doesn't have... Not a prime of. number. Yeah. I, no. Is it? No. Mm. It's a nice, round, even number. Yeah. I kind of... If we could name it Broadway or Broadway's yeah, Broadway. Broadway comings and goings and, like, smush the two together. Broadway coming... I, I don't or like comings Broadway and going. goings. Broadway bound. Broadway is sort of a, you know, it's hard to make it not like Broadway. Yeah, yeah. So like a broad, broad, like a Broadway. Study a Broadway. Yikes. Um, <laughs> comings and goings. Yeah, I, I'm not. It a, could go. It could be read wrong. Um, but like here and there, then and now, striving, going for it. Broadway. A tale of both Broadways. Um, a tale of two Broadways. A tale of two Broadways. No, it's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I'm not. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm tapped out right now. I'm trying to. I know it's tough. Think of the title is the hardest. Part. It is. It is. It is a challenging part, and it's very painful. But like once you, the the satisfaction once comes it. once you get it. All right. Um, tale of two Broadways, uh, Broadway. If Broad- you were a lady, I would say a tale of two broads. But I would. I don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> or broads, Broadsway. Broadsway. Um, <laughs> Broadsway. It could be a drag show. It's it perfect. could be. There's Broad City, Broadsway, um, Broadsway. Way. Which way to Broadway? That's a thing, probably. That's probably a thing. I feel like um, Broadway's been used. Broadway. Broadway. Or, or the highway or bust. Broad. Brood. Broadway. Broadway and Broadway. Um, I feel like where to has probably been used. Yeah. Maybe maybe not Broadway. No. I'm trying to move away from it just because I yeah. feel like... It's a little... When I think about it, there's yeah. so many, if anything, off-off-Broadway shows that have Broadway yeah. in the title. Yeah, origin and sort of like senior year, senioritis, 
that's not it exactly. And it's about ancestors and like looking. JB Origins. What is that? JB. Um, oh, our initials. JB Origins. Huh. That's my geek side. Just like you have your origin stories of Superman. Oh shit! I love those. Yeah. That I love. I love. I mean, that, that's my favorite part of like all comics or anything. Right. It's JB the story, Origins. The meat of it. J and B or I don't want to say I don't want to say BJ because you know right uh, Bengal yeah. jelly is very goofy and no one wants to deal with that no B- JB origin like I just sort of like it made me like kind of just stop and like be like huh what is that all right why don't we do that JB origins JB origins great sweet great. Like a tale of New York City or a tale of two Broadways, maybe. I don't know if there's a colon. JB Origins. If you colon. want, if we want to get Broadway in the title in a not, not a prominent yeah. way, yeah, a tale of two Broadways might. I think be that's kind of fun. Yeah. Great. JB Origins. A tale of two Broadways. That's amazing. Great. Yes. Got it. All right. Um, and so now we get to think about it on Pinterest. We get to mm-hmm. make our own Pinterest board. Great. And then submit the proposal to the Cozy Zone Foundation That's and see what they... Well, they'll obviously fund it. I have um, my, my Pinterest app on my phone. Oh, great. Ready to go. Great. Um, Janice, do you have any questions for me? You've been in New York for like for 12 years now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right? Almost 12. I, I wonder... I wonder why you, not so much why you came to New York, but why you stayed in New York, because not many people do. A lot of people just say, ah, screw the city, it's way too hard, and they yeah. leave, and I wonder what about this city um, has, has kept you rooted here. Wow, that is a, it's a great question. Um, I think when I came here, I was certain that they were going to boot me out like every day like they were going to see that I was a fraud and like mm. I would just like what are you, come on get out of here kid you're an idiot um, I mean and like I've been working here I've been I guess I went to school for the first four years for the first three years I was miserable mm-hmm. and then sort of found like oh like there's lovely things to do and you're yeah. s- everything's here and wh- how incredible um I mean, I think there is, it just feels so infinite, New York. And I started building community, I think. Right. You know, working here gives you friends. You know, I had a lot of friends here from college who would stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that felt really good. You know, I got to, I acted a little bit. I did a little bit of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of, it, it gave me the opportunity to constantly kind of reinvent myself a little bit. Oh, that's know? great. Um, and, and I think just feeling like, oh, I know more and more people, like that it is not uncommon for me to be out and about and like run into somebody I know, whether mm. it's in my neighborhood in Brooklyn or even, you know, around here. Like I run into people fairly frequently, which, you know, speaking to your point, like, people don't like realize how big New York is and it is really big and so whenever that happens I'm just like my god like this is a sign you know this is a a sign from the heavens Um, but like I find New York so hard and actually it's funny I think this project right now this Cozy Zone project is a way to sort of figure out what like what is a sustainable 
beat existence in New York, what does yeah. that look like? Like, where are the places where you don't feel like a mad person, where you don't feel slimy, you know, where, like, you aren't just, like, crushed in the subway with angry, like, wet people right. from, like, the, a blizzard outside, mm-hmm. you know, going to Times Square where we work, you know, where you're going to be have another onslaught of angry, wet people who are all looking up at the lights. Right. Um, it just, yeah, it feels like y- you could always, there's always something to do, always something to discover. Mm-hmm. And, like, there is, uh, there's, there's a, a smugness, I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but uh, um, I'm, I feel like I've conquered New York insofar as I, ha- I can exist here. I ha- I'm gainfully employed. I yeah. have a group of friends. Like, I, I, I have achieved something. I've carved out a niche for myself. Mm-hmm. And the prospect of letting that go is very painful. Right. Or, or, or I don't want to. I'm not ready to let go yet. Like, yeah. I'm, like I, I was, I've always been waiting for New York to kick me out. And each year it seems like, well, it, it looks like that is going to be less and less likely to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, you'll probably have to leave her. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, she's going to be here. Yeah, she's going to be here. Um, that's fascinating to me that you were worried about um, New York kicking you out. Yeah. It's kind of like how I felt when I was in college my first year. Mm. Like, they're, they're going to say, oh, sorry. Mm. Yeah, no, we, we made a horrible mistake. Mm. You have to go back. You have to go back home. Um, so that that's your your take to, to New York. And yeah. I love what you said about being infinite. I think that's one of the reasons why I love this place so much. Yeah. Is um, just the sounds of New York City. Mm. They are constantly evolving. It's so the cool. The sounds of New York City. If you could just close your eyes and listen to New York City, it's a fascinating place. Huh. Or, like, find a way to kind of keep a soft focus as you're walking. Because, yeah. obviously, don't close your eyes while you're walking. Sure. You're going to piss off a lot of people. Yeah, and step in the dog shit. But <laughs> definitely do that. You're going to make yourself angry. Yeah. But if you just, like, go to Washington Square Park, which, had it been warmer, would have been my first choice for Coast Yes, Zone. yes. Um, and, and we can go there someday. Someday. Yeah. Um, and you walk through, you'll see, or you'll hear uh, the the different sounds you'll oh, hear yeah. the dogs barking you'll hear the piano player because there's a guy who yes. rolls his grand piano down yes. you'll hear him you'll keep on walking and that sound will bleed into the the drum circle and that sound will bleed into the the quartet the jazz quartet mm-hmm. that's practicing and you'll hear around the nyu students that are laughing or screaming yeah. about whatever they're studying <laughs> and it's just a fascinating sound it's washington square park and that's one of the things that I don't think I could leave New York City because I love the sound of Western Massachusetts, but this sound is so much more dynamic. It changes all the time. I would want to stick around for that for a long time. Janice, so, thank you for that. No problem. Um, the thinking about the sounds of New York, I think, brings us to the final task of Cozy Zone. It's ju- we just figured it out yesterday. Okay. Like, I've been figuring out, how, like, what the sign-off is. Ooh, and right. And what it is is you and I, we create, we create sounds together. We create a song together. Ooh, okay. Um, I think, I think it, it's going to have to incorporate, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I can't really, like, compete with 
music if there's playing or ooh, there's some or shouting loud, yeah, loud. You know what? That's a very specific person that's screaming right now. <laughs> yeah. The uh, can, can you say more? Very young. Uh huh. Um, I I I don't want to. This would be a, a level where I would offend somebody. You know what? You know what <laughs> we can do? It. Let's let's sing about it. Let's sing right. about it. Maybe to whatever. Well, there's a specific girl over there. She's got herself some long, dark brown hair. Very nice, very <laughs> nice. She's drunk and young and ready to shout. And she doesn't really know what she's shouting about. Girl over there, <laughs> go Girl cut your hair. Girl over there. Give oh. me your underwear, oh. and then I'll <laughs> take it to the lab and analyze it and try and figure out what your life path should be. <laughs> e- Then maybe we can go to the underground death metal jamboree. Downstream. Downstream. (laughs) Girl over there. 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 Janice. Thank you so much. Ben, thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> this has been great. That was great. Uh, lots of love to you. I guess I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. We are intimately finding our peaceful, cozy zone. And Ben, he interviews friends, it's awkward and then it's cozy zone. Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please, snuggle up sweet, a beautiful thing, it's cozy zone.